New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Colleen Morrow. She's the author of Spiritual Telepathy, Ancient Techniques to Access the Wisdom of Your Soul. Colleen, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Thank you for coming. I would like to ask you, when we're talking about intuition and telepathy, how is it that some people have greater access to it than others? That's a great question, and it it was one of the things that spurred me to write this book. I've always found myself very touched and even envious when reading about people that can communicate with the higher worlds. We have the stories of our saints, but we know that they lived in monasteries and um, devoted their life to spiritual practice. But it also seems to happen to seemingly ordinary people, too. Joan of Arc talked to saints and angels. Eileen Caddy received the guidance that led to the founding of the Finhorn community in Scotland. And the botanist George Washington Carver walked in the woods each morning to talk to God. And apparently God talked back. He called it the divine radio. And I've always wondered, why does this happen only to some people? Are they more evolved than the rest of us? Is it somehow preordained? And what I discovered by researching the subject is that this is something that's possible for all of us, that in fact, it's our evolutionary destiny to have contact with the higher worlds. So tell me, how can we then develop this talent? We develop the ability to access the higher worlds through a practice called Raja Yoga or creative meditation. Most meditation practices focus only on quieting the mind. In this type of meditation, we actually go a step further, and we're training the mind to be a bridge of communication between the soul and the brain. When we do this, the mind becomes a conduit. It's, it's able to relay information directly from the soul to the brain, and it's a daily practice that we do to build this bridge. So describe the practice a bit for us. What we do is we extend our attention upward to the soul day by day. And as we do this, we strengthen our ability to have contact with the soul and through the soul with the higher worlds. The soul is actually the portal to the universal or divine mind. And when we have access to the soul, then we have access to higher levels of inspiration and knowledge. This is the experience that I've discovered um, is the result of what we call genius. The people that we call geniuses and visionaries have had this ability to pull down higher level of information, and they've made a tremendous impact on the world. So when you use the term soul, what do you mean by soul? Well, soul generally is defined by the, as the higher aspect of each human being, that it's the repository of all of our many lifetimes of experience. It's considered the highest and most reliable source of guidance that um, the soul knows our higher purpose. And so it's a higher level of guidance than we can get through our personal intuition alone. Soul then would encompass, let's say, loving kindness, compassion, empathy, these sorts of qualities? Those are qualities of the soul. And I think one of our best models for this was Jesus. 
he, in his lifetime, he modeled the soul qualities of forgiveness, of unconditional love, and he's the great communicator of soul qualities. So one might also think of these soul qualities as, as qualities of an awakened heart, as some might look at it. That's absolutely correct. And in many traditions, soul is synonymous with the word heart. And opening the heart is considered to be the first step. It's then that our outlook becomes more universal, and we quiet ourselves down emotionally and and are more tolerant and forgiving, which is a really necessary step to making contact with the higher levels. So with creative meditation, is that what you call it? Creative meditation, can you say more about it, uh, how we can start to tap into this? Sure. What it really is, is Raja Yoga. And Patanjali, who was the author of the Yoga Sutras, was said to be the first person to put into book form what had been taught orally in the ancient mystery schools. And this is a type of mind training that allows us to connect the lower irrational mind with the higher or intuitive mind. And it's said that the soul is the link between the two. So if we extend our attention upward to the soul day by day, we build this bridge of communication that allows us to get information from the soul and even from higher levels. You keep using the word higher and going up, but one might also think of it as going into a greater field rather than up or down. Absolutely. Could could it be that as well? It's often depicted as um, planes of consciousness that are stacked one upon the other, but it's really all around us, and these planes interpenetrate. So it's not really necessarily up or down. It's just that our, our particular way of looking at it, we find that easier to imagine it, but it really is all around us, exactly all around as you us. say, yeah. What is your personal experience with this? Uh, have you always had this ability? Well, I've always been an intuitive person and was surprised that not everyone was. What do you mean you've always been intuitive? Well, I've always been able to walk into a room and just get a sense of what people are feeling. And I was surprised that not everybody had this ability. I've had it since I was a child. And it's something that um, we all really have. Some people discount it and don't listen to it. That there's always information beyond the rational mind that we can access to that has an important information. So someone might think of it as walking into reading a room, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. But there's also the ability to access even higher levels. I kind of think of it as the difference between horizontal perception, what's happening in our our personal day-to-day lives, and what's happening in the higher realms, that we can extend our attention vertically, make direct contact with the soul, and have access to greater avenues of guidance and wisdom. So is this like something that just happens once in a while to us, or can we have this occurrence happen more and more in our life. This is what's uh, exciting to me about this type of practice is that many of us do have spontaneous uh, downloads, they're often called divine downloads, but it's possible to get this information at will. And we are essentially training the mind to be a tool that allows us to access this information. And when we do this, the mind operates like our own individual search engine. It can be sent out into the cosmos, gather information, and then download that information directly into our brains. And when we do this, channeling and any kind of mediumship become obsolete, that we don't need the middleman. We can go direct. I love that idea. (laughs) Our own inner Google. Exactly, exactly. 
So how do we train ourselves in it? We train the mind to to become a tool that we use to access the higher worlds. You're not talking about our rational mind. Well, we're talking about the rational mind that can be trained to extend to the soul. And when we do this, then we have access to even higher, more subtle levels of mind. And so it's a meditation training that we start with the mind, which is said to be the highest point of our human evolution, and extend it even farther up, which many people consider the next stage in our human evolution. So I I know we can think of our mind in several different ways. We have our reactive mind. Some might call it the reptilian part of our brain that we're constantly looking to fight or flight or looking for danger, so reactive mind. And then there's that rational mind, and that's very emphasized in our culture, in the Western culture. And then you're talking about the intuitive mind, which is a different level of mind. We're training the rational mind to be the tool that allows us to access the soul and from there to the higher intuitive mind. And we do this through that daily practice. We essentially make the mind our servant rather than our master. We train it to extend in outward direction, to give us information about the physical world, or we can also train it to extend vertically and give us information about the subtle worlds. So what do you mean by subtle worlds? I mean the world of the soul and what we would call the universal or divine mind, where it's said to be the storehouse of all wisdom and knowledge. And many of our greatest geniuses and visionaries have all talked about tapping this level of mind and that that was the source of their greatest achievements, that when they accessed the soul, they had access to this higher world. And once they did, the information they needed just flowed into their brains. So it seems to me, Colleen, if more and more people access this, we might be better off in these challenging times. Absolutely. I mean, we're all everyday Einsteins. We can pull in new inventions. We can pull in enlightened solutions to our greatest problems. It's also said that in contacting the soul, we understand our interconnection. And we understand that we're all part of one universal soul, the soul of humanity. And that really changes our outlook on everything. So that's where most of us are living is that we don't really have a feeling of this interconnection. We feel ourselves as in this ego-identified mind. We're feeling our separateness. So you're talking about opening up. I, I think of it almost like a flower blooming, like a rose blooming and opening up to this other way of connecting with life and life force. That's a great image. We sort of move from our own individual self-interest to the interest of the whole, and we start working for the greater good. And that changes our world in every way possible. And so if a critical mass of people did that, then we would find that we don't have this mess in the Middle East, we don't have wars, that everything changes. And that we desperately need this because we're on the brink of some very frightening and um, scary experiences. Exactly, exactly. Well, Colleen, I just want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Thank you very much for having me. I've been speaking with Colleen Morrow. She spells her name C-O-L-L-E-E-N 
Morrow, M-A-U-R-O, and she is the author of Spiritual Telepathy, Ancient Techniques to Access the Wisdom of Your Soul. And if you'd like to learn more about her work, you can go to her website, spiritualtelepathy.net, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. Please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.